Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited, so honored to have you here, and I can't wait to bring you the episode that I have for you today. So if you are not new to the For the Sacred Rebel and HD CEO Psyche podcast world, you know that Business by Human Design, the first launch is currently underway. Today we are diving into the profiles in business. The whole point of human design is harmonizing your profile because you have the polarity between the two numbers. You have polarity between the conscious and unconscious. And if we're looking at, for example, I'm a four, six, the conscious four is one frequency and the unconscious six is a completely different frequency. And those two, Your personality and your design are held together by the magnetic monopole, which is located in your G-center. So it is a little bit of what Ra called a forced marriage, and it is an experiment to harmonize your profile lines. So we are diving into profiles in Business by Human Design today, but I wanted to bring you a little bit of a snippet from the previous training that we had. It just went up on Tuesday, and it is all about strategy and authority in business and how to optimize your strategy and authority to create power, purpose, and prosperity in overflow, of course, in your soul-led business. So this is just the introduction, a little bit of a snippet, and I just wanted to share it with you guys here. So I hope you enjoy. I'm going to hit play and I'll hang out with you guys for a few minutes after, after this, after the recording. All right, a note about strategy. This is how we are initiated into our process. This is how you essentially stay plugged in correctly with life. So your strategy is how you stay plugged in correctly with life. This is the frequency that moves through waves attached to your nervous system. So this is also, as a little bit of a side note, why it's so critical that we calm the nervous system. So many of us live in this heightened state constantly on edge. This is also why adrenal fatigue becomes such a a prevalent health issue or hormonal issues because we live in a state of constantly being on edge. If we are not calming our nervous system, we are going to be acting in fragmented energy, which is... uh, a disassociation between the mind, body, emotional, and spiritual bodies. We have multiple energetic bodies. And if we're not calming that nervous system down to be present in the present moment, to release 
and let go of control, to release and let go of that fight or flight response and just simply being embodied in that moment, we're not going to, the reality is, we're not going to be working in energetic harmony. So this calming of the nervous system is going to be really critical so that we're able to be in the present moment. If your nervous system is really jacked up and you're in flight or fight, you're going to be operating through the past or the future. You're not actually operating through the present moment. And we can start to notice how this is happening based on our thought process, right? If you're always thinking about the past or the future, well, you're not embodied in the present moment. So just becoming aware, bringing gentle awareness to that and making those adjustments that are required to bring you back to the present moment. So embodying your strategy and authority, it does require experimentation and discernment between the mind and what life is bringing to you. So one of the biggest benefits of working with myself one-on-one -on -one or any mentor one-on-one -on -one is I, I understand this information and I can guide you through your experiment and guide you through coming back to that discernment because the reality is we can't notice where we're meeting resistance from the level of the mind that created it. The level of the mind you're operating at right now has created the resistance that you're meeting right now. And yes, through lengthy trial and error and experimentation, I'm not to say I'm not here to say that no one could experiment on their own and and have a result, but what I'm here to do is collapse those timelines and help you come back to the discernment of this is correct experimentation or this is incorrect experimentation. So what I'm just cautioning here, lightly cautioning here is start to notice is it actually the mind that's telling me that this is my strategy and authority that this is my process or is it actually your strategy and authority? And very often people think they're acting in alignment and embodiment and they're still operating through the not self mind. And it really can take someone guiding you through that and pointing it out for us to become aware of it. In the coaching academy, I was talking about one of the channels of deafness. And you know, there's three channels within the body graph and I'm not going to go over the mechanics here, but there are channels within the body graph. I have them. Well, I have multiples of them um, where we are like almost tone deaf <laughs> to the guidance that's being brought to us. And in the not self, that becomes very dangerous because from the not self mind, we're like, nope, this is my process. This is my way. I'm operating correctly. Fuck off. When that's just bringing more of what we don't want, right? Whereas operating correctly, for example, you're just taking time to process it and integrate it. So even if you have a channel of deafness, it's just allowing yourself that time to like actually integrate the information, embody the information and find what's right for you. And that's really to be said for anyone's design. It is integrating the information. I always tell my clients what you're doing here is you are learning the information to embody it, to transcend it or this self transcendence past it. I don't think it's healthy for anyone for the rest of their life to always be consulting. What's this gate? What's this tone? What's this environment? What it, it comes back to this self trust of strategy and authority. So manifestor strategy is to inform. They must still wait to be initiated into their process by inspiration. Generators and MGs to respond, of course. Projectors are waiting for the invitation. And reflectors are waiting a lunar cycle. I'm just going to pause and apologize if you guys can hear the construction being done on the house outside. 
Um, I kept putting off this recording for the last couple of days, hoping that it would be quieter and I don't work at night. So <laughs> it created some conflict, but it is what it is. I'm sure it's not too loud. Um, reflectors are waiting that lunar cycle. So strategies about what life brings to you, not what you think you should do, need to do, have to do in business. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an analogy. It's an expanded analogy on what I used to provide clients for generators and projectors, the difference between waiting to respond and waiting for the invitation. So this is an analogy of, and I think it just works so well and everyone can be in a room, they relate to being in a room at corporate or in a certain environment where there's a bunch of people in one room. So let's use an example of being at a meeting in corporate. <laughs> okay, super easy. Meeting ends and you know the manifester they're initiating right they're informing they stand up at the end of the meeting they're like hey anyone that needs a ride home i'm going down main street let me know if i'm on or you're on the way i'll give you a ride that's informing like guys this is where i'm going this is what i'm doing let me know you're more than welcome to come with me right which is also very different than what we traditionally hear from manifestors which is like fuck you guys i'm doing this with or without you like the traditional pop culture way of manifestors we often hear in that situation the manifestor would be like fuck you guys i've got a car i'm informing you i have a car the correct use of the manifestor to inform would be hey guys just to let you know i have a car with some spots if anyone needs a ride home i'm going down main street um hit me up if that's of interest to you or you need a ride home so that gives the generator something to respond to that's an invitation for the projectors and that would initiate the reflectors into their process, what feels correct for them in that moment, which of course would be based off the activations in their lunar cycle. So that's an easy way for the generators to respond, right? They could respond to that person. Now, say the manifestors in the not self and they're shitting the bed and they don't inform anyone. All right, so now they're flat, or sorry, the generators and the projectors, they're walking out to the front. They, they're looking for a ride home. The correct use for the generator in this situation, for example, continuing with this analogy, they walk out in the front and they're just opening their perception, although generators should always have an open perception because anything to respond to can come through it in any way beyond what the mind thinks. So you walk out and you see a taxi sitting in front of the building. You run over and say, hey, are you available? Right? That's you responding. Now, the not self of the generator there would be like, oh, this is bullshit. I don't have a ride home. I'm never going to find a way home. And they're playing on their phone, um, trying to figure out ways to get home. And they're completely missing the taxi that's right in front of their face. They're completely missing the bus that's pulling up to the bus stop. And they're completely missing, like, the manifestor that maybe is walking past them, talking to a bunch of friends, being like, yeah, you know, I'm going down this way. I'm happy to give people rides because that would be even something to respond to. But they're too busy in their own little world, frustrated that they're missing the 30 things in front of them that they could respond to. The projectors, of course, they could have, in that, the original situation, used the manifestors informing as an invitation, or they go out into the front, say again, the manifestors, you know, they shut the bed. They didn't inform. The projectors go out in front of the building and they are waiting for the invitation. So maybe someone comes up to them in front of the building and says, hey, you know, sees the projector kind of standing there, says, hey, do you need a ride home? I can give you a ride home. That's an invitation. Uh, it could even be, you know, in some areas where someone, say, like, taxi comes up. But it's like, hey, do you need a ride? That's an invitation as well. 
um, for the projectors, invitations are quite literal. It's not like a bus comes up and that's my invitation. It's quite literal. Do you need a ride? Um, and of course, this analogy, I'm simplifying it. The Waiting for the invitation for projectors is for bigger things, of course, not necessarily a ride home. Although, you know, it might feel like an invasion if you're just going up to people being like, hey, can you just give me a ride home? So that's something to feel into because Rod did always say, just test out waiting for an invitation for everything. Yes, it's technically for bigger things, but just play with waiting for an invitation for everything. Because yeah, you might, you know, say someone has an undefined solar plexus and you walk up to them and you're like, hey, can you give me a ride home? And they're like, well, fuck, no, I don't want to, but now I feel awkward and I don't want to trigger your emotional wave. So yeah, let's sit in this awkward car ride, right? So Yes, invitations for bigger things, but I just invite you into an experiment of everything you're waiting for the invitation for. Reflectors. Now, yes, your strategy is waiting a lunar cycle. That's for big things. So we're just going to use the analogy of following how you feel in the moment, which would, of course, be based off of your activations from the lunar cycle. So if you've been following what we've been talking about in Business by Human Design so far, you would be tracking, right? You're tracking your lunar cycle every day. And you might be activated, say, as a generator that day. And how you feel is like, aha, responding. You might be activated as a projector that day and you're waiting for the invitation. But it's being tuned into how do you feel? Like that's the most simple thing to go by is how do I feel in this moment for those little decisions? And even small decisions, they're, you're not meant to wait a lunar cycle for them. So don't worry. That's for bigger decisions. So in the moment, just begin to get tuned into how do I actually feel right now? Who am I right now? Who am I right now and how do I feel right now? And then go based on that. And how you feel in that moment, you might be a manifester, activate as a manifester in that moment. And how you feel might be like, hey guys, I don't have a ride home. Anyone available to give me a ride, right? You're going by how you feel. And this is how everyone operates correctly in such a simple example of the office and leaving the office after a meeting. Strategy is about what life brings to you. It's always about what life brings to you, no matter your design. It's not about what you should do or need to do or have to do. A note about sacral beings and response. You should never be saying, I don't have anything to respond to. This is one of the classic ways I know the sacral being is not operating anywhere close to alignment and embodiment. If you are saying this, that <laughs> I don't have anything to respond to, you are likely waiting for the invitation and you are, you are meant to be responding every moment of every day, right? You're responding every moment to every day. So very often if you're saying I don't have anything to respond to, you're closing your perception in usually because you're operating based on fight or flight. And because you're closing your perception in, you're operating based on fight or flight. You're not actually seeing and open to receive the things that are there for you to respond to. Especially in business, we have something to respond to every moment of every day. And it doesn't mean that you are then changing your mind every moment of every day, of course. You are responding every moment every day. The question is actually, are you present in the moment to notice? Right. And within that, being present in the moment to notice something to keep in mind is our reticular activating system. If we're looking at this from a psychological perspective, based on your current perceptions, based on, you know, again, that especially if you're in fight or flight mode, you may only be noticing things that are confirming your current 
quote unquote reality and keeping you boxed in or again, cutting off those big opportunities that are big yeses, the thing that you were going to respond to that would completely change your business, completely change your life because you're so boxed in on what your reticular activating system is focused on and fixated on, right? This in, for those that don't know, the reticular activating system, you know, and a great example, an easy example is someone that says, I want to buy a Tesla. And all of a sudden, you know, they swore that the day before there were no, no Teslas in their area. And then they say they desire to buy a Tesla and all of a sudden they're noticing Teslas everywhere. That's just simply because you activate the reticular activating system in your brain. It's something that you have opened your perception to. So if you're opening your perception, I respond to everything life brings to me. I am available for things coming to me in both expected and unexpected ways. You're automatically opening that perception because if you are present in the moment to, you know, how nothing works and how stuck you are and how you have nothing to respond to and how frustrated you are, well, you're not going to have much to respond to there. While Rod did recommend at one point asking yourself yes, no questions, this was not to start your process, but to get used to your inner authority. Having coached so many in human design, this really, guys, it really, really, really is. It really is a dangerous slope. It's not wrong, but it's a dangerous slope. I feel as though, as kind of an aside, those that could use this correctly are very in tune with their sacral and know how to operate correctly. But then, you know, I want to say, well, if you're that in tune, why do you have to ask yourself yes, no questions, right? So it is a dangerous slope. Very often this is being used by those that are in the not self and it's creating more reliance on the mind and the mind is just creating more this or that situations or more situations based on their perception of reality and what they believe to be true. And it's not actually opening them up to follow their design. So allow the world to come to you and respond for any design. What you're here to create does not currently exist. So the mind's not going to be able to come up with things for you to respond to that it doesn't know is possible or could exist or anything like that. Right. And that goes for any design. I know about projectors and invitations and not every invitation is correct. Notice where you are saying yes to things because you are worried about turning down a client, turning down money. If you're saying yes to things because you should need have to. So an example of this, a lot of projectors, when they come into my world, they are kind of saying yes to people or programs, not because they're correct, but because maybe they're afraid to turn down money. They got used to a certain amount of income coming in, $50,000 a month, and their soul is screaming to simplify, but they're refusing to simplify because they're in the not self, because they're worried about turning down that money or that you know, the perceived consistent income, which is just a perception because oh, that's a whole another strategy topic, but it's just a perception because you can create reoccurring income in large amounts as well. But really tuning into what is truly correct for me. Am I saying yes to this client because, you know, I want to hit my $50,000 a month or I want to hit a hundred thousand dollar a month or I want to hit my first 10 K month. Or am I saying yes to this client? because they're actually correct for me. Am I saying yes to doing this project or launching this program because it's actually correct for me or out of fear that if I don't launch this, then no money will come in, for example. 
And there's, of course, ways that we can uh, create scaffolding, create sacred, sacred structure in the business to allow this space to receive, which is why I don't promote going month to month because it can create pressure for different designs in their own unique way. But for projectors, it can create pressure if you're going month to month, month to month launches, uh, no reoccurring income on a, a large scale that covers your expenses. I like to create reoccurring income that exceeds expenses. So there's that, you know, cushioning. Uh, but if you're not creating that, of course, you're going to put pressure on the not self to say yes to things that are not correct. But again, that goes for every design, of course. You are always being recognized. The real question for you in business is, are you being recognized for what you desire to be recognized for? And do you first and foremost see, recognize yourself as the expert? If you aren't owning your power, no one else will see it. And that is very true for the projectors. This is also an active process. You must put yourself out there to be seen. Are you even being seen? Are you showing up as an expert? Are you doing a podcast or YouTube videos or whatever the case may be, holding retreats? Although you'd still need to be seen online and get people in the retreats or not even online in your community, I suppose. But the idea is you have to put yourself out there as the expert and be seen. So what is the resistance around that, right? If a lighthouse was hidden in a barn with its light on, it would not be very useful to the boats. <laughs> note about manifestors and initiating there's a bit of a misunderstanding around this you are still waiting for inspiration you cannot simply do whatever you want from the mind while you are simply informing so that others can you know get in or get out of the way <laughs> the energy in which you inform is critical if you add this with or without you energy to an already dense aura that pushes on others you may find that you create more resistance because in business, well, you couldn't have this energy of, I'm just informing you because this is what I'm doing. I don't care what you guys do. But the reality of the situation is when you're building a business, you need to be, no matter your profile lines, building networks, building communities. And you can't do that telling people, I don't care if you come with me, like get in or get out of my way. So a shift that I have my one-on-one -on -one manifestor clients embody integrate you know and come into the self-transcendence around is shifting into the energy of this is the direction i'm going and i invite you to come with me just like the analogy from the office right if the manifestor gets up and he's like i'm just informing you bitches that i have you know i'm driving i have my car and i have three seats just letting you guys know <laughs> that walks out of the room like they kind of come off as an ass right but if the manifestor gets up and is like hey guys just let you know, um, I have my car today. I have three extra seats. If anyone needs a ride home, like I'm just informing you guys that those seats are there. I invite you to come with me. It's an open invitation. Hell, people are going to like, hell yeah, take you up on that offer. And it doesn't make you come across as an ass. Um, what a powerful shift in perception and removal of resistance when we embody that in our business. A note about reflectors and waiting a lunar cycle. You are still being initiated into your process. Waiting 28 days is strictly for bigger decisions. For smaller decisions, you are simply going with how you feel. Okay, this is really important. 28 days is for bigger decisions. You know, if you, 
if a friend asks you out for lunch, you're not going to tell them you have to wait 28 days, for example. Or for a post on your social media, you're not going to wait 28 days. Even for maybe smaller programs. Now, if you're looking to streamline your business, if I was looking, working with a reflector, and they come to me, a lot of high-level, multiple six-figure per year entrepreneurs come to me to streamline their business. They're tired of kind of that month-to-month -month hustle. They're looking to scale and impact and income from a place of ease and flow and streamlining it. Um, you know, the sleek, sexy machine of a business. Well, yes, when we're going through the correct process for that reflector, we would wait that 28 days before we made any big shifts in their business. If they were making smaller decisions about, say, a master class they want to launch for fun, they wouldn't have to wait 28 days for that. Uh, this is where understanding your daily transits is so critical. Make sure you are tracking your transits reflectors. There's nothing more critical for you. When you know your transits, you have a deeper understanding and what aligned decision, decisions, words are hard today, are for that day. Authority. All right, let's slip over to authority. And of course, I'm going to put the slides up for you guys as well. Don't worry, that will all be included. All right, so for authorities, I'm going to read this uh, from my official training. This slide is where this information came from. Most of it, some of it's my words, but this, I guess the biggest thing to keep in mind is when I teach you human design, it's the official human design. This isn't my take. <laughs> Human design and business growth. I mean, let's be honest. Your business growth, impact and income, accessing the fullness of your power, purpose, and prosperity comes back to making correct decisions. It comes back to getting out of your head and getting into your body. Correctly made decisions are those you made for yourself using the life force of your unique inner authority. By using your inner authority and not your mind to make decisions, you will make those decisions that are not homogenized or conditioned, but are uniquely correct for you. Each time you do so, your skill with and experience of your authority can deepen and the ongoing discovery of your, your uniqueness can expand. This is what's so important. It is an experiment. There is no formula. I cannot tell you A plus B equals a six-figure launch. A plus B means a correct splenic process for you. I can understand the mechanics and I do on a very, very deep level, but you must still be willing to get your hands dirty. You must still be willing to make mistakes. You must still be willing to go out there and decide like, what does it feel like when I make a homogenized condition decision? And what does it feel like when I make a, an aligned decision? And a popular example I've used over the day, over the days, over the years, is I had a um, emotional authority projector sign up to work with me after working with another human design expert and her business was you know at that point it was kind of crumbling she had gone from 30 to about 40 in that range thousand dollar months and she could and nothing was coming in nothing was coming in and it was because she was told that for an emotional authority it's like this big aha like this big emotional like lightning strikes celebrations when you got 75 to 80% clarity. And what we realized through her experimentation, and yes, she had to fall down, scrape her knees a couple of times in our work together before she came to this embodiment of what her authority was to her, it was silence. 
it was nothingness. And all along she had been making decisions based on what was supposed to be loud or what was supposed to be like this big grand excitement, this emotional excitement. Yet, and it might be for you, but very often I find that emotional authorities, their decision-making process is very quiet when it's correct. Not all the time, but it's what is correct for you. So it is really important that you're learning to deepen this relationship with your inner authority. I'm sorry if it's loud, guys. I'm just hearing that's getting even louder outside. This commitment and, and devotion. I want you to write this down. I'm going to pause, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. This is a commitment and devotion to deepening your relationship with your inner authority, which is deepening and devoting yourself to self-trust, to self-love, to your path, to realizing you are your authority and no one else's. The more consistently you make decisions this way, and also notice what happens when you do and when you don't and how, how is it? What is the process when you do? What is it when you don't? What did you feel like? What did you hear? What did you sense? Right? When it was correct and when it was uncorrect. The more skill you gain in making correct decisions. You know, and this is so correct. It's so true for so many reasons in business. You know, when I often work with so many soul-led entrepreneurs, at the end of the month we look at what worked, what didn't, what could we do differently next time? And they go, well, what do you mean what didn't work? I said, well, what, what didn't work? You know, not just in, in impact and income, but let's pull the layers back even more. What didn't work in terms of following your strategy and authority? What didn't work in terms of like actually following your process and standing strong in your sovereignty? And what did work? And what can we do differently next time? But very few people are actually paying attention. And again, it's because they're so far in the not self. They're in the past or in the future. They're stressing about things. They're wondering if they're doing it right from the not self, of course, not from alignment and they're not present. And then of course, if you're not present at the end of the month or even end of the day. Although all my clients, we do kind of like a quote unquote audit at the end of the month to look at what's working, what's not, and how can we increase impact income, how we can access deeper purpose, power and prosperity. But it really is this experiment and it is this skill and it is being willing to ask what happens when and notice, not just ask, but notice what happens when I do make correct decisions. What happens when I don't and how is it that I don't and I do. Um, when I work with one-on-one -on -one clients and I'm guiding their energy back into embodiment of what is correct for them, no one can do this experiment for you guys. And human design is not here to make you a sheep and give you a copy paste three step formula to success. This is your life and you must take back control of the steering wheel. You must regain your strategy and authority. You must regain your power and your sovereignty. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that glimpse into, it was almost a two hour training, <laughs> the glimpse into inner authorities and business. That was just the introduction setting the stage for the deeper mechanic work and the deeper work on how to work with your strategy and authority in business to increase power, purpose, and prosperity and create that elusive quantum leap that everyone's talking about in the online space. And it really does come down to surrendering to your strategy and authority. 
So if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can find me at For the Sacred Rebel. I can't wait to get to know you more. I have more content over there. Lots of IGTVs and reels, posts, stories. Even check out the story highlights if you are new to my world. There are likely hours <laughs> and hours of trainings saved as story highlights. So don't overlook the story highlights. Make sure to check those out as well. All right, guys, until next time, I hope you have a badass day. Thanks for hanging out with me. Bye.